Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Guys, this one hit exactly the way I knew that it would. I know I just jumped in because that's how excited I am about this particular testimony. Welcome. I'm glad to have you on board with us again. But my gosh. <laughs> you know, God is always at work. He is always doing something incredible. But sometimes he will just stop the sun or he, he will move a mountain just to get our attention. And this testimony, honestly was one of those. I think God stopped everything. He moved a mountain, not just so that Tam's life could change, which it has radically changed. I tell you guys, if you were to know this woman today, there is no inkling whatsoever of that person that she just described. But I believe God did an incredible work, not just for her sake, but honestly, for such a time as this, so that we can hear that testimony and be moved beyond move, be inspired beyond inspired. God wants to do something powerful in the lives of all of us. And honestly, let me retract that. He's already doing something powerful in the life of all of us. And I think her testimony brings this whole podcast full circle Be on the lookout for the hand of God. Are we looking for him? Are we missing what is right before our very eyes? You know, I listened to a testimony like that one, and you you know, she was at rock bottom. She had nowhere else to go but up. And sometimes it's almost easier, (laughs) you know, it's almost easier to see God when you can't see anything else. And I really feel like God found her at just the right time where she had nowhere else to look. She had no place else to turn. And therefore her ears, her heart, her mind, everything was receptive to hearing the voice of God. But guys, do we have to reach rock bottom in order to get there? I don't think we have to, even though oftentimes that's where it leads us. What if, what if we saw God in all of his glory, in all of our lives, every day, in the good times, in the bad times, in the mundane times? And usually, honestly, those are the hardest, right? When things are just life as usual, day to day, been there, done that, but God is in that as well. Oh, I loved this testimony. You know, I know she referenced the scripture a lot. It was in John 10, 10. The the enemy comes to, to kill, to steal, and destroy. 
and anyone who's been in church, in the church world at all, you know that passage of scripture. But I think if we all really just stop and see, every one of us has had some area of our lives in which the enemy has killed or destroyed something that God had in store for us, that God had blessed us with and meant to be a blessing to us, you know? And he has done so by letting us destroy ourselves. She was addicted to drugs in a way that you can only imagine based on hearing her testimony. It didn't start that way. That wasn't her intention. You know, it's not like we ever start out with the intent of destroying our lives, but yet she had. When she said, you know, she didn't even know where her kids were, she said it just in passing, but literally the drugs had so taken over, she didn't even know where her kids were. By the grace of God, she had family to step in and protect them from mom's crazy. But guys, that's what happens when when the, the enemy steps in and he steals us of our dreams. You know, you listen to her share right now and you're like, wow, I want to know this woman. <laughs> I want to be like this woman. Because again, you have no clue or no inkling that her life once was destroyed, jacked up in the gutter. <laughs> and I say gutter on purpose. She was so near the brink of death and disaster. And now look at where she's at. She's vibrant. She's thriving. She's a great mom. She loves God. I mean, God did an about face with her life. And he doesn't just do it for Tam. He can and he will do it for us. But we have to turn ourselves in. Wow. God is amazingly unpredictable. <laughs> that was one of the walkaways, one of the takeaways for me. And thank you, everyone, everyone. There was a, a plethora of people who gave a shout out to this one. But you know what? God is indeed amazingly unpredictable. He did things in her life that it blew our minds listening to it. You can only imagine it blew her mind going through it. It blew her mind even having to retell the story. Again, the beauty of God calling us to share our testimonies. It was good for Tam to revisit all that God had done in her life. Not that she's forgotten it because she has not. I've heard her testimony before and it moves her to tears every time as it should. Guys, every one of us should be moved to tears when we think about what all God has done in our lives. He has delivered all of us. He has rescued all of us. Not from that necessarily, but from something. Something that should move us to tears when we think about where we are now versus where we should have been had God not stepped in. Girl, I, oh, so good, so good. I said recently to my women, I said, you know what? God is not looking for our resume. He's simply looking for a yes. 
He wasn't looking for her resume. It wasn't like Tam had a history that made God say, yes, she'll be a great candidate to move to a city where she knows no one and no one knows her, to get a job that she, all rightfulness, did not deserve and shouldn't have gotten, and by the grace of God, stepped into. She was definitely not the candidate, as you could hear from her testimony, to go and fill out a job application or to fill out an apartment application with no job, no reference, and get it. (laughs) Oh, God is so good. Gives me chills. But it just shows again, he doesn't need our resume, guys. We've got to stop trying to reach a point in which everything is in order and everything looks good in our minds in order for God to use our lives. He will use whomever he chooses to use. He will bless whomever he chooses to bless. And often it does not look like the world says it should look. He chooses, as the scripture says, the lowly things to shame those that are high. She would not be the person that any one of us would have chosen to to be anyone worthy of praise. Honestly, let's just get real. When we think about someone that is quote unquote worthy of praise, it's because of the resume that's attached to them. Whether it's the job that they carry or, I don't know, the, the life that they've lived. But it seldom reflects the life that she lived. And I believe that was God's point. Is that he will take someone that the world rejects and he will make you a queen. <laughs> Basically, that's what he did. All the way down to... Not only did she get the apartment, but God furnished the apartment. (laughs) Furnished the apartment with bunk beds for her kids. Oh my goodness. All I could think of was that God goes before us. Ephesians 3.20, that he will do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. There is no way when she found herself lying on the hotel, a nasty, stinky, filthy hotel floor, did she ever imagine that by the end of that day, (laughs) she would have a job, she would have an apartment, she would have furniture, she had everything she needed to reclaim her children and to reclaim her life. God would do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. Do you know that God? Honestly, do you know that God? The beautiful part of her testimony, there's so many beautiful parts, but I love that, not that she walked away from the church, but she came to a realization that the church itself did not save her. The church didn't save her. Church people didn't save her. At the same time, she knows she needed the support. She regained the support of church and church people. But she learned along the way 
that it was God and God only that made it possible for her to stand firmly. First to stand on her feet again, and then to stand firmly. Guys, God will bless whomever he chooses to bless. And I am so thankful that he chose to bless my friend, Tam. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for her life. Not just the the, the, the joy of things, the, the things, the, the apartment and all of that. That makes for a wonderful testimony. But I'm so excited and happy for her because she's, I was gonna say stumbled, and I don't think stumbled is true. She boldly, boldly walked into a solid relationship with God. It was like Jacob fighting with that, wrestling with the angel. I will not let go. I will not let go until you bless me. She fought for this relationship that she now has with God. Are you willing to fight for it? Are you willing to fight? I think sometimes, honestly, guys, let's just get real. We are so feeble and weak and lazy in our relationship with God that we're not fighting for anything. And I do say that respectfully. I always, you know, I I mean it respectfully. I'm not trying to put us down. I'm not trying to see that we're or say that we're all should be battling, you know, 24/7, but I'm saying that any relationship worth having is a relationship worth fighting for. And sometimes I don't believe that we're fighting for our relationship with God. I don't know about you, but if my husband didn't fight for me <laughs> when I was in a bad way, I'd be ticked off. And I believe God must feel some of that and go, why won't you fight for me? I'm offering you everything I have. I'm telling you, I love you beyond love itself, but you've got to be willing to fight for me. And I wonder, are we willing? I know we're tired. I've heard people say, BJ, I'm just, I'm just so tired. I get that. I understand as well being tired of the fight, but I cannot be tired of the person that's gonna do the fighting for me. It's fighting for the right things. And I believe that Tam reached that point. She understood what it was that she was fighting for. She wasn't fighting for the apartment or the job or the furniture. They were just blessings that came her way and they just kept rolling her way. She was fighting to stand firmly with God again. There's no way she could have predicted or foresaw that when she saw that sign on the bus, (laughs) you know, $99 move in, there's no way she saw that coming but God put it there. Just happened to be on the route, just happened to catch her attention because God meant for it to be. 
but it wasn't like she planned it out. I think she even made reference to that. Guys, when you try to plan this stuff out, oh, that's right, when she went to Arizona, <laughs> she said she planned it all out, you know. She got an apartment finder and planned this and she planned that, and God disrupted all of those plans because they were not his plans. Can you relate to that? Guys, are we trusting God with our lives? Or are we trusting ourselves with our lives and asking God to get on board and bless it? I think, whew, God knows so much more than we know. He knows not only what we need, He knows from the people, the hands of the people in which we need it. He knows the timing. He knows what's around the corner that we can't see because God goes before us. God moved (laughs) before she moved and made sure that she came in contact with the right person. When she turned in that apartment application, And the woman basically laughed in her face, (laughs) which all of us probably would have done exactly that. Wait a minute, sweetie, you didn't finish filling this out. Where are your references? And then for her to say, I don't have any, I just moved here. Okay, well, where's your job? I don't have one, I just moved here. We all would have laughed at that. Even the woman said, honey, no one's gonna give you an apartment without reference or a job. But then God, right? But then God went before her and had that woman say, but I will put your application in anyway. (laughs) Guys, if that is not the spirit of God, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. Because she could have very well said, I'm not going to put this in. This is crazy, ridiculous. They're not going to give you this apartment. Thank you very much. Please leave. She could have done that. We've had people to do that. Maybe not that extreme, but we've had situations where people have just turned us out or turned us away. She could have been one, except God went before her. And then I loved it when she called back to find out if she had gotten the apartment. And the woman said, oh honey, no. Oh no, 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 no. And then she called back just to say when she could come and pick up her little $99 check. And a different woman answered. (laughs) God is a God of details. God is a God of details. I don't know how it happened. I don't know if the first woman made a mistake or if the second woman made her mistake. I don't know, but what I do know is that God went before her and made a switch happen that only he could make happen. And that changed the trajectory of her life. She got an apartment that she did not deserve. She was not old anything, but yet she did because God was restoring her life. Guys, 
When God restores our lives, he restores every bit of it. Every bit of it. It's like watching someone go through a restoration, whether it's a car restoration, it's a home restoration. There's so many pieces to that puzzle. You don't just change one part of it. You change the whole thing. God was restoring her life. That meant he had to tear some things down. He had to throw some things away. But then he began to rebuild. And when God rebuilds, it is exactly what it needs to be. And like Tam said, it was scary. Is that God, when God moves, it's scary. I was so glad to hear her say that because it's the fear that can keep us from moving and staying in step with God. But if we know in advance, when God moves, guys, it can be scary, but you can't let the fear stop you. One of her prayers, she said, God, I'm, I, I'm not going back. Whether I get the apartment or not, whether I make it in Seattle or wherever she was going or not, she said, I can't go back. <laughs> Whoa. That moves me. Have you ever reached that point? I hope you have. Because that's, that's that place that will keep you faithful for life. When you can say, God, no matter what, I ain't going back. Guys, as long as you feel like you have something to turn and go back to, you will always have a back door. I pray you have no back door. I slammed closed that back door a long time ago. I pray that you do the same. Because if there is a back door, Satan will be there dangling something in front of you, trying to get you to go back. Like she said, she has been sober for over 20 years now because she realized Satan had stolen enough. He had taken enough. It was time and she wanted it more than anything. She said, God is powerful. He's all-knowing, and who the Son has set free is truly free indeed. Tam is now free. It's beautiful to see her walking and living in her freedom. And I love how she put it at near the end. She said, and it's not because of a church. It's not because of church people. It's not because of all these other things. These are great things, but they're also crutches that can get in the way of a relationship with God. God, a relationship with God is what will make you say, I will never turn back. Church and church people will hurt you. No one's out to hurt you, but church and church people will hurt you. They will make you, as Tam said and as Tam did, walk away. And when she walked away, 
she walked into a life filled with craziness. And at that point, she had cornered herself and she felt she had nowhere else to go. I love my dear friend. At the end, she was just kind of talking and summing things up. She said, you gotta let God save you. And that's a profound statement. Let God save you. He wants to, or he died to do so, but he won't make you do it. You've got to allow God to save you. God can indeed break through whatever has a hold on you. When I listen to her life story, that tells me God can do anything. You are not too far away. You are not too damaged. You are not too mean or evil or, or angry or none of those things. God can break through, but you've got to want to be free. And then lastly, guys, as I think I mentioned at the very end, even if you can't see him, trust he can see you. Tam has ceased in her addiction to be able to see God, but God never lost sight of her. She was still his baby girl. She was just roaming around wallowing in her own garbage and filth. And God reached in, grabbed a hold of her, washed her clean, set her feet straight again, and said, let's do this again. Guys, my heart prayer is that you will allow God to save you. Allow him to clean you up. Allow him to reach into all of your grossness and make your life new again. It might take wallowing on a nasty, filthy carpet. Whatever it takes. If it takes you hitting rock bottom, so be it. I pray to God that you hit rock bottom. But it doesn't always have to be that way. It really is a decision to choose God. I pray, guys, this week that you will meditate on this testimony. As she said, listen to this testimony over and over again. Allow it to inspire you. Allow it to motivate you. And more than anything, allow it to move you to action. Tam, you are amazing. Thank you, my sister. Thank you for loving God enough to fight for him. And thank you for sharing your story with us. Until next week, everyone, be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. 
Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.